Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Turn in your Bibles this morning to the book of Philippians once again. We're continuing in our study of uh, this uh, book of joy, uh, this uh, book of Paul, his letter to the church at Philippi. Uh, We'll be looking at Philippians chapter 3 this morning. Let's join together for prayer. Dear gracious Lord and Father, we thank You that You've blessed us with this privilege of coming together as your people. Lord, we thank you that, uh, that we have uh, the joy of, of hearing your word. Lord, we pray that as your spirit fills our life, that you would enable us to understand your message, your, uh, your desire, uh, your call for us this morning. Lord, help us not to to uh, be distracted by the things of this world. Help us not to be uh, swayed by uh, other concerns, but Lord, help us to instead uh, place our hearts focused upon You. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, Paul is uh, continuing in his message to uh, the church at Philippi. And and I I said this is uh, the book of joy. Uh, It's joy in Jesus Christ. Joy is used in this uh, book 19 times. uh, But the only other uh, thing I want to share with you is not only is it a book of joy, it is a a book of the joy of Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, The name of Jesus is used over uh, 23 times in the Scripture here. Uh, in the book of uh, Philippians. And so this is not just simply joy or giddiness or happiness. or uh, And a lot of times people have uh, a misunderstanding about what joy truly is. Joy is not uh, happiness. Happiness is uh, when everybody gets ready in time for you to leave on time for church. <laughs> or uh, happiness is, is when you get your... Uh, favorite dessert after having to eat Brussels sprouts with your dinner. Or happiness is uh, uh, being able to uh, see your friends and and be able to come together uh, in a way that, that you haven't been able to for some time. Happiness is is coronavirus going away and us getting back to normal life. That's happiness. Joy is... Uh, uh, a feeling of the elation of of being in the presence of God despite what is going on, despite uh, whether or not something good or bad is happening. Joy is a state of mind of, of uh, our existence in Jesus Christ regardless of whether or not things are good or bad. Regardless, and, and boy, hasn't it been a challenge to have joy in the year 2020. I mean, uh, uh, at the beginning of the year, I'm sure all of us thought, uh, boy, this is going to be a unique year, 2020. Uh, I I remember as a child uh, looking back and thinking, 
uh, I'll, let's see, I'll be and counting up and determining when I would, uh, how old I'd be in the year 2000. I thought that was when, of course, the world was going to come to an end, 2000, because I couldn't conceive of living in a, a time uh, beyond the 1900s. And now uh, we're in uh 2000s long enough to where we're at 2020. That, that's just uh, uh, just unheard of, unbelievable. And joy is being able to live uh, in Christ and have a positive, nurturing, good, na- a good attitude and a good uh, uh, outlook on life despite what is happening. Uh, Paul's very familiar with uh, going through periods of time where things are going great. And then all of a sudden he's uh, being driven out of a, uh, of a city uh, or he's being stoned for his uh, testimony in Christ Jesus. He's being uh, uh, brought up on charges by uh, uh, metal workers because they're being put out of business. Because Paul, Wouldn't that be something? Here's Paul is, is uh, teaching so well and doing so well to serve God. God by spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ that those who made money on creating idols for people were being put out of business and they got so mad at him they wanted to chase him down and they wanted to kill him uh, but all they could do is is have him arrested because uh, they were their livelihood was being uh, challenged because of the success Paul was having at sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ wouldn't that be amazing to share the gospel of Jesus Christ so well that things like um, uh, liquor stores in Pelham would have to shut down because there's not enough business or uh, the jail having to scale back because people weren't committing crimes as much anymore. Wouldn't it be so wonderful if, if we were sharing the gospel so much that uh, that these these kind of things that are evidence of the sinfulness of mankind would go away. You know, uh, we would have to scale back the police force because nobody's breaking the law. Wouldn't that be amazing? And that's what Paul was doing. He was sharing the gospel so well, but there were times when when he was he was. Uh, he was going through some of the toughest times and he was seeing his life uh, challenged because of that. And people were uh, questioning his authority. And so Paul is talking about true joy, joy that is in the midst of all those difficult times. And so Paul is, is sharing with the church at Philippi about this true joy that they can have in Christ Jesus. And he's giving them advice and he's uh, going over aspects of, of uh, uh, what it means to have this joy in their life. And Paul repeats himself. You, you recall last week we looked at the same scripture that we looked at the week before. It wasn't because I didn't get enough, have enough time to finish up uh, the sermon the week before. It was because there was so much good in there that we couldn't go on. Well, Paul has so much good in his message for the church at Philippi that Paul repeats himself some because uh, uh, as any good educator knows, uh, repetition is an important part of learning. Uh, we have to repeat it over and over and over again. One of the things that I do uh, at 
uh, at work is I find that, that if I carry around a slip of paper or a card that has some scripture on it, every once in a while I'll take it out and I'll read that scripture and repeat it over and over and over again because there's a lot of times where uh, while I'm walking through the plant that, that I'm walking in areas to get to another area and there's nobody there. So those are great opportunities for me to, to repeat scripture and by repeating it over and over again, what happens? What happens, buddy? Uh, you, you recall Scripture in the most important times because you've repeated it over and over again and you memorize that Scripture. And Paul is, is trying to help us to understand these key important uh, factors about live, having a life of joy. And we look at, at Philippians chapter 3, uh, verse 1. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. He says, look, I'm going to go over some material that we've already covered, but it's it might be a little arduous, it might be a little uh, 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 repetitive, but it's, it's so important for you. He says, beware of dogs and beware of evil workers, beware of, of uh, uh, concision. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I am the more. He says circumcised, and Paul goes through a litany of his resume. Uh, he says, I was circumcised the eighth day. I'm the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, uh, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, uh, touching the righteousness which is uh, in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me? Those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all these things, but loss for the ex excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made uh, conformed unto his death." Uh, or conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. And so what Paul is saying here is, is I'm going to repeat a few things because they're worth repeating. It's important for us to understand. And so uh, one of the first things that Paul talks about is the dangers of uh, of the dangers of uh, a mediocre religion, the dangers of, of, of religion. Now, what Paul here is, is talking about is not uh, uh, as we understand it. Paul is talking about the fact that so many of the people that he's writing to in the church of Philippi are Hebrews, and they understand the importance of all the things that he writes about his uh, his 
background. He says, look, I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews. I was uh, born uh, of the stock of Israel. I'm of the tribe of Benjamin. I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews. Uh, And he says not only that uh, concerning the law, uh, he says, I'm a Pharisee. I was circumcised the eighth day. He says, I had all of the uh, the little boxes that needed to be ticked off. He said, I ticked them all. I had them all ticked off. He says, I followed the law stringently. I am. I and he says, and what see what we don't understand is, is it was vitally important of people in the day of Paul and before to understand their lineage, to understand where they... Uh, they uh, these are people that had no country, no land for so long until God brought them into the promised land. And then after they were there in the promised land, uh, because of their sinful nature and because of their desire to fall away from God, uh, they were being carted off to another place and they were being drawn away from the promised land because God told them, look, if you don't follow me, if you don't make me your God, I'm going to take you, uh, uh, take this uh, covenant uh, relationship and I'm going to destroy the things that I've given you. I'm going to take you away from your land. I'm going to uh, cause you to be uh, spread out and uh, dispersed. And so it was important. It was vital for them uh, to be able to discuss their lineage. And one of the things that uh, that every good Jewish man would would be required to do is to tell who their father was and who their father's father and who their father's father's father was and if you could trace all that uh, that all the way back to Abraham people knew you were a serious Jewish uh, you were a serious child of Israel you uh, you weren't tainted by being grafted in, you know, having uh, uh, other origins by being part of somebody else that just attached themselves to the Israelites. If you could trace your lineage all the way back to Abraham, you were a Hebrew of Hebrews. And that's what Paul is talking about here. I'm, he says, I am serious about uh, that. And Paul is trying to help them to understand it's not important Those things that we thought were so important about our lineage, about uh, being people of of the religion, of of following the law, of doing the things of the law. He says, you can get lost in the law to the point that you lose your relationship with God. And unfortunately, we haven't learned that lesson to this day. We uh, We need to be warned of the fact that it's not about religion. It's not about being able to say, well, Looky here, I've got perfect attendance ribbons that reach the floor. I can, uh, I've been in Sunday school every Sunday for the last 47 years. Uh, well, that's really good, but that's not going to get you into heaven. That's not gonna, that doesn't replace a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ. Paul is trying to help these people understand and help us to understand that it's not about being here. It's not about uh, being a... Uh, following a certain religion. It is about a relationship with God. It's about a relationship that, uh, that God 
would have us to have. Paul says, I was doing everything according to plan. I was doing everything that I should have. I was following after God in the way that I was uh, taught. And I sat, and Paul in other places uh, said, look, I sat at at the feet of the best teachers and I was instructed by them and I and I was a teacher uh, as well. Paul uh, had the credentials. He was a Pharisee. And he says, uh, I was so zealous I went out and, and persecuted those who didn't follow in the way that they were supposed to do. But it was on that uh, road uh, uh, to Damascus that Paul, as Paul was uh, going along that uh, that he realized that he didn't understand and know the true God that he needed to be worshiping. He didn't understand and know that he met, he came face to face with Jesus Christ. <coughs> and he discovered immediately that it's not about following these laws, it's not about following these rules, it's not about all of those things, it's about a personal relationship. It's a relationship that is transformative. It's a relationship that is so uh, distinct that it changes you forever. And Paul's life was changed dramatically. So much so, he went from Saul to Paul. His life uh, was was immediately uh, turned around 180 degrees. Instead of persecuting those who followed after Jesus Christ, he began leading others to know Jesus Christ. You can't get any different from that course of action. That was a complete 180. And Paul is warning the the, the people of it, uh, of. Philippi to be wary of uh, superficial religion, to be wary of just getting so wrapped up. And, and so many uh, people of the the people of Israel were so wrapped up in who they, whose child they were, who was their father. How uh, are uh, am I really a child of Abraham? I, you know all of this this heritage stuff. Paul said it's not about that. It doesn't matter who your earthly father is as long as your heavenly father is God the Father. We need to have a a genuine relationship to God and that's important for us today. We can't can't go to heaven on the fact that our father was a deacon or uh, that our mother was a Sunday school teacher or that that we're even fulfilling a role in the church. We've got to be people of God. We've got to be people of a a relationship with God. And Paul says that's the important thing that you need to be aware of. He says you also need to be, not only be wary of a superficial religion, you need to be wary of uh, the fact that he says, look, I, I uh, he said, I, I was circumcised the eighth day. I'm the stock of Israel. I'm the tribe of Benjamin. I'm the Hebrew of Hebrews. And he says, I'm a, a Pharisee. Uh, I'm zealous. I persecuted the church. In terms of righteousness, I was uh, I, I lived by the law. I was blameless. He says, but those things they didn't get me anywhere. He says, I count them all for loss. Why? Paul says, not only do we need to to, uh, to be mindful of uh, superficial religion. We need to be mindful of uh, the fact that we can't earn our way into 
a, relation, a relationship with God. We can't earn our way into heaven. There's a lot of people today that if they're not caught up in religion, they're, uh, they're also, or they might uh, 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 be caught up in this attitude of the fact that, well, I'm doing, all, look at all the good things I'm doing. I'm going on mission trips. I'm going and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I, I go out there and I do this and I do that. And so many of the things that people do oftentimes are things that uh, for other people to see uh, what a good person they are and, and they're trying to offset all the bad things that they've done in their sinfulness. God, uh, Paul is trying to help uh, the people at, at Philippi and for us to understand that we can't, uh, we can't absolve our own sin by the good things that we do. We can't be people that, that expect to have a relationship with God and to grow in our relationship with God just simply because it's our works. Now James will later talk about how it's important for us to let uh, for us to, to have works because it is a demonstration or outpouring of our relationship to God but we have to understand the distinction between what Paul is saying here about saying it's not about the things you do and what James says is about saying it's important that you do these things. They're not contradicting themselves. Paul is saying you can't earn your way into salvation by doing things. You can't earn your relationship uh, to God or earn your way into heaven by donating uh, so much money to the church or, or uh, going out here and picking up trash on the side of the road. We're not, being, we're not serving some kind of uh, community service in order to get into heaven. What we need to understand is, is that uh, we can't work our way into heaven, but we also, as Christians, don't need to use that as an excuse not to do anything for God. It, uh, the things that we do ought to be an outpouring of our relationship with God, an outpouring of our love with, uh, for Jesus Christ, an outpouring of, of the grace and the mercy that God has uh, demonstrated to us rather than a desire or an effort to try and earn our way into heaven. And so Paul says, look, you can't get into heaven, you can't uh, win your place into the, the company of Jesus Christ by doing these things. He says, I count them all lost. I, I, he says, they're like rubbish to me. They're dung. They're, uh, they're, they're useless to me. All those things that I did before, he says, uh, they're of no use to me because I understand and know that I can't gain my relationship with Jesus Christ through the things that I try and attempt to do. It's all in what He did for me. It's all in His mercy. It's all in His grace. It's all in what Jesus Christ did for me. He says, uh, uh, I count them all lost, yea, doubtless, and I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. Here's the important thing of what Paul says that we need to do. And be found in Him not having mine own righteousness which is of the law but that which is through the faith in Christ Jesus. The righteousness which is of God by faith. He says, I don't want to be found trying to to have my own righteousness by the things that I attempt to do for God. 
It's important to be nice to other people. It's important to do those good things. He said, but Paul's saying, listen, we can't expect those things to win us into a place in heaven. There's plenty of people to this day who are trying to gain their way into heaven by uh, coming to church, making sure that they're at church every Sunday. You don't get to heaven by coming to church the same way you don't become a you don't become a chicken nugget by hanging out at Tyson or or going to McDonald's. You don't become a Big Mac just simply because you're at uh, McDonald's every day. No, you might smell like a Big Mac. You might know how Big Mac's made. You might eat a few Big Macs, but you don't become a Big Mac just simply by hanging out at McDonald's. And you don't become a a Christian simply by hanging out at church. You don't become a Christian by being at Sunday school. You grow as a Christian by learning things in Sunday school. You grow as a Christian and you grow in your relationship. You may hear... uh, and hopefully you hear the gospel but when you come to, to church. But these things that we attempt to do, those things that we uh, uh, hope to do, by uh, you know, it's important to give to the church. It's important to give to God uh, the things that He's blessed us with. But it's a, it needs to be an outpouring of God's love in our life rather than an attempt to buy our way into heaven. Uh, there's not some mob guy sitting at the back saying, hey, you need to grease the the, uh, skids a little bit. Uh, That's not how we make it into heaven. We don't we don't make it into heaven by making sure we tip uh, the maitre d a hundred bucks. We make it into heaven by the fact that we love God and we appreciate the fact of what he has done for us. We accept his gift of eternal life. And that's how we get into our uh, get into a relationship with God. But here's the most important thing. He says, "I have righteousness not because of what I have done, but because of the faith that God has given me." He says, uh, "I want to be found not having my own righteousness, which is of the law." but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings, being made uh, conformable unto His death. Paul says, I need to attain the resurrection of Jesus Christ through a relationship with Christ Jesus Himself. I know the I need to know the power of His resurrection by becoming like Christ. I need to uh, to uh, conform to His ways. I need to change my life. I need to have the righteousness that comes through being like Christ and allowing, and allowing my life to be conformed into His likeness by the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. That is the true goal of, of what it is to be a Christian. That's what true joy comes from, is from uh, having a relationship with Jesus Christ that is a result of conforming ourselves to be like Him. This past week was a, a milestone time in, in our history in that it was uh, a the anniversary of the establishment of Ellis Island. 
And those of you who know about history and, and about New York understand and know where Ellis Island is. It's near the Statue of Liberty. It is a place in which uh, immigrants came from all over the world into the United States to immigrate into uh, the United States through that uh, that place uh, there in, in New York. And uh, it was actually open in the 1800s uh, and uh, became a, a place in which millions of people passed through on their way to the freedom that's found in the United States. One of the important aspects of, of coming through that, uh, that place there in New York was uh, becoming a part of a new nation. They were to put us, and uh, there were many immigrants who came through those, uh, those doors and onto that shore of that small island that left their life behind, uh, left the, the lifestyle behind of, of the way in which they lived and wherever they came from. They, many of them changed their name and no longer did it have the ethnicity of the place in which they were born uh, to be rather changed to be more American. It was a part. It was a measure of pride to become a United States citizen and become a, a part of this nation, rather than the nation in which they came from. It's an important aspect of our life when we accept Jesus Christ into our life to put aside the things of our old life, to put behind us the ways in which we lived before, to set aside the person that we once were and to be transformed, to be changed by the Spirit of God into a new creation. Old things are passed away and, new, and we are born, born anew in Christ Jesus. Paul said, I don't want to depend upon my own righteousness, the righteousness that's found in the law. But I want to be found in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Not by my works, but by His grace. By faith in Him and not by my efforts to, to live and abide by uh, laws. Paul says, it's my desire to be conformed into Him even to the point of death. And he says... If by any means I might attain unto the righteousness of the dead. He says, I desire to be righteous because of the fact that I have given myself to Him to the point of putting to death myself and coming to life in Christ Jesus. And that's what it really means to be a Christian. It's my desire, my hope that you'll not be filled by the things of this world or, or led astray by a false religion or, or things that, that can be done by mankind in our own power and our own might, but that we might follow in the footsteps of Jesus Christ, be conformed into His righteousness, even to the point of death ourselves. And Paul ultimately would give his life because of what he had given uh, his desire to live for Christ rather than for himself. 
It's my hope and prayer that we too might have that type of faith. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that You would bless us as we seek to be more like Christ, that we might give of ourselves to the point of death, give of ourselves to the point in which we conform to Jesus Christ rather than conforming to this world. Rather than being so concerned about, uh, as Paul would say, being concerned about the law of altering ourselves by outward means, through circumcision, but rather that we would uh, desire to be conformed to the, uh, to the nature of Jesus Christ through allowing the Spirit of God to change us and transform us. Lord, help us to be Your people. Lord, if there's anyone here today that hasn't accepted You as Lord and Savior, we pray that they would take that step today. Lord, if, if we're walking in the flesh and walking in our own power, that needs, and there's someone here today that needs to change their course, allow uh, You into their life to the point of transforming them, to follow following in your righteousness, I pray that they would do that today. Lord, help us all to be more faithful to you in every aspect of our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.